Found behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. Found behind the vending machine. Yeah. Uh, so Willow, um, good old classic 1988 film. Um, did you ever? Do you remember if you saw that in the theater or not? No, no, I definitely didn't see it in the theater. I think I saw it at VHS tape in my period. Um, she was alive, <laughs> um, but I think I saw it at her house. Jay, what about you? I've seen it. I've seen it quite a few times, so I couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah, I, I would assume that both. I mean, I saw it in the theater. I'm sure you saw it in the theater. We were 13. It was a George Lucas thing. Star Wars was done. We probably would have wanted to. I remember watching it a lot on cable. Like even as the movie goes, there's certain movies at a certain time that when I had cable and I always saw commercials for, there's always these moments that pop in the preview or in the movie as as it goes along. They go, oh yeah, that was in the commercial. That was in the commercial, like the exact scenes. Like I just remember them being in the commercials for like HBO and stuff, which is always kind of funny. Like in this one, it was "You are great," or uh, the sled flying over the, the the rocky slope, and just all these little different things. But he's kind of a precursor. Mad Mardigan's kind of a precursor to uh, a Jack Sparrowish type character. I thought watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. But you could see all the Disney character references throughout the entire movie what does what disney character references all the disney character references like he, tell me some he kind of reminded me of the huntsman a little bit and then they had the well the evil queen from uh she definitely looked yeah you're right snow white she definitely looked uh yeah snow white right she, she, looked, she looked like evil Lynn and skeletor well <laughs> The general of the army looked like Skeletor as soon as he walks in. Well, even the set where her castle, like that walkway, is almost like in Masters of the Universe, the movie. Remember? That's what Skeletor yeah, yeah. had in front of him was that same kind of walkway. And I looked it up. It came out a year prior to this movie. So I'm like, were they weirdly referencing Masters of the Universe by having the I, face I got a big Masters of the Universe vibe from this movie. Yeah. Oh, and then and then uh, you had Snow White and the Six Elwyn, or Seven Dwarves, but... Oh, man. Uh, when they, well, that's the, a good point. The baby, uh, that part. You also had the Sleeping Beauty reference when uh, when he snuck into the tent to get the baby, and she was laying there, and oh, he yeah. kind of hopped over like, to kiss her because he was it, uh, with, with the love potion thing. Right. So there, there is I a few. I didn't even think of I mean, the only one I actually thought about was at the end when she, she looked like, I go, she looks like the queen from uh, Snow White at the end. Yeah. But yeah, and, I, didn't, and, I didn't even think about those other ones. Good job with that. Oh, it's oh, weird. Yeah. It's weird as it was going on. There was things like I didn't remember. I mean, I remember those giant, stupid penis monsters, which bothered me as a kid, and they bother me still. So I looked them up online. They're supposed to be Cisco and Ebert, right? Ebert Sisk, yeah. And the same thing for the general is Pauline. His name is General Kale, and it's after the, the critic Pauline Kale because they would always rip on George Lucas movies. Okay. And this might have been after, I think this was after uh, Howard the Duck. Because I think Howard the Duck was 86. I'm not okay. Real quick. So I think that's what it was in response to their being hard on him. Um, let's see. Howard the Duck. Yeah, 86. So yeah, this is two years after that. Um, something funny I noticed in the beginning of the movie is the whole sequence with the baby being born and the the... the chambermaid or whatever the, yeah. oh, the, the baby the midwife midwife yeah it reminded me of uh halloween six the curse of michael myers i mean there's tons of movies that have that i think Beastmaster starts the same way you know oh, but dude yeah and then the, but the kid is supposed to be like the 
the kid from the prophecy who was supposed to stop the evil queen. Right. And yet somehow nobody catches this midwife walking this baby out from the dungeon through the streets, through the castle. And even on the road, those rat dogs, like those rat dogs could never smell anything. Like it went obviously yeah. to protect the uh, Nelwyn village, which is all the, the little dwarf people. Um, but it goes right for a baby thing, but it, it never found the baby otherwise. Like, are they be by the side of the road watching him run by? The the baby never was even in the village. So at that point, I don't think it, I don't think the baby was no, ever in the village. No, they kept it at the house. Yeah, so like they shouldn't even have gone to the village. They should never have gone to the village. And then, of course, when they're well, earlier too, when the the midwife put the baby in that really convenient little floating baby crib on the river, right. it should have dissolved they, the river. <laughs> They, most, yeah, they, but they pretty much that. ran right past the, her, the baby to go for the midwife. Right. So, I'm like, eh. But so, they, obviously, we're not bloodhounds. I'm watching Willow, and <laughs> Keely walks into the room. I think it's important to say her age. Uh, she is six years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> she goes, what do those people do with baby hands? And I go, what? Like, I didn't, like, it didn't click right, right away what she said. I was like, I go, baby, those, those are adults. She goes, those are adults with baby hands? And I was like, I'm really bad at explaining this clearly. I was like, well, those are little people. I go, well, maybe they don't want to be called little people. She goes, so they're adults with little kids' bodies? And I'm like, and I'm trying to like, I'm like, well, they're, they're called dwarfs. And I'm like, and I'm going back and forth to my six-year-old key. And I'm like, I'm really bad at explaining how this is inappropriate to say the things you're saying right now, but I don't know how to explain to her properly what to say the right things. I was like, I'm really Kelly! bad at this. Kelly! <laughs> I was like, God, I was like, geez, I'm bad at this. And then she starts laughing. She goes, look, look at their baby hands. And she starts laughing. And I'm like, what is she doing right now? Oh, my God. Well, oh, get out of it. Yeah. What are you saying, ultimately? So I'll, uh-huh. take the heat. I'll take the heat off you. So what were you supposed to say then? I wrong. There's lots of people born like that, and it's better if we didn't laugh or make fun or poke at them just because they're different. That's I don't cool. think anybody was laughing or poking fun. I think she was asking a question. No, she was straight laughing at their baby hands. Her words, not mine. Well, because Warwick uh, Davis, who played Wicket in in the yeah. uh, Ewoks and uh, Star Wars and stuff, and he's also in this. Like he's got, he has like the normal sized hands. Uh, just, she just walked right in and goes, why do those people have baby hands? Like, that's the first thing she said out of her mouth when she looked at the TV. That's what and that's what the I'm immature adult I am, I just laughed immediately. And she uh, ended up and, I think it was okay, because back then it was all right. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, was, it was what was natural that came out of her, right? There's no... Right. It was quite, yeah, it's inquisitive, yeah. She was inquisitive. Yeah. And I think you... I think you coming out of like a, what, a six-year-old girl asking, asking this, and yeah, sure, she laughs, but it's different if like you ask the same question. Well, I tried to explain to her that the whole village was full of adults that didn't look like adults, so she wasn't like wrapping her head around that. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, as the movie was starting, like it was like, I go, I go, I think I remember like, because I always talk about how modern movies, and we might have talked about it during like the Avengers ones, but like there aren't any good theme songs anymore. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the TV shows get them, like Lord of the Rings, very memorable. But for movies, I'd have to go back oh. to Harry Potter or something. Yeah, you're right. Back then, every movie had some kind of orchestrated. Yeah, like this theme song, I remembered it. And then they use it in a lot of other commercials. I, over the years since, I remember hearing the song going, oh, hey, that's the song from Willow, which is probably why it's in my head very well. But 
Um, it made me really, it still makes me miss. Like, I don't know why they don't do that anymore. Well, now you get more pop music and... Well, because it's a lot harder to get a group of people together to instruments when you can just synthesize it on a little computer or something. Right. But, uh, yeah, this is a couple couple little factoids to throw out here. Um, so, like, this movie is obviously George Lucas's idea. And very much, just like he did with Star Wars, a lot of stuff's ripped off of Lord of the Rings, which is one of his big influences. And I thought it was interesting that some of this was actually filmed in New Zealand. It was filmed in England and New Zealand, but I thought that was kind of funny that that's where Lord of the Rings ultimately was shot. Yeah. Um, the well, also uh, Lord of the Rings wasn't was just a book then, though, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there was the cartoon was made, but yeah, there was no no other things out there. Um, but uh, Joanne Wally, who played Sorsha, and then Val Kilmer, who played Mad Mardigan. First off, I, I forgot like. When you see something in an old movie like that, and I'm like, Val Kilmer was cool at one point. Like, he was yeah. cool in that movie. A lot. He was? Not, yeah, I thought he was cool. I remember liking that character always as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but that's where uh, him and Joanne Wally met, and they got married after that, and she was uh, Joanne That's the guest one he uh, keeps telling he loved in the movie? Yeah. And I kept thinking this time, weirdly, as I'm watching, I'm going, God, her scenes, like, she has almost no lines in the movie, and there's a lot of scenes that are just really weird with her, where she'll say, like, she ran in at the end. She's like, mother. And then she says nothing else and gets thrown over against the wall of spikes and whatnot. And I'm like, that's well, very strange. So after the movie ended, I, I had the Blu-ray. I didn't watch it on Disney+. And I was curious if they... I wanted to watch it in case they cut anything. I don't know if that one had any cons- like scenes cut or word or language cut like they did with... You heard about Splash, right, on Disney+. Plus. Uh-uh. No. Do you remember in, in that movie, like, Daryl Hannah comes out of the water and she's, like, walking and you see her naked butt? Yeah. Like, in the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, I guess... Disney went in and re-edited and made terrible CGI hair to cover her butt. And they did the same thing with, like, Lilo and Stitch. There's a scene where uh, Lilo runs and hides in a washing machine. And on Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, they changed it to where she runs into, like, a cupboard and pulls, like, a pizza box up over the door. Like, it's the lid for the washing machine. Like, they just painted over it somehow. But um, I I wanted to watch it on Blu-ray, but I really didn't see anything other than if they changed how the penis head monsters look, but... Um, Were you disappointed that Lilo didn't put herself in the washer? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just that's one of the things I saw online that they changed. I just didn't know if they changed anything for this. But anyway, on the blue, is it, they had. Is huh? Jay's head frozen? Is Jay's head been frozen? frozen? Can you okay. hear us? Katie? Well, I can hear you. I'm. Uh, I got my notes pulled up, so I can't. Apparently, oh, can't do. But that's what it's doing. Got the notes. Okay. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up too with the. Uh, um, uh, don't remember. Okay, go ahead, Jay. What, what, what kind of notes you got? And I'll think of what I was going to say. Well, I mean, we, we kind of went over the all the like the Disney stuff. I didn't catch all of them. I caught, I, wrote, I put a few of those down. We already talked about that. Disney Queen, Rat Dogs. Or here you brought that up. The midwife thing was was huge problem for me. Just sneaks out of that bitch. Walks yeah, up and down the hills. Huh? She made it far. She made it super fucking far. And then those rat dogs showed, like, she walked up a fucking snowy mountain, came down, built a hut, was living in the forest, and then the rat dogs found her. She threw the, she threw the what the fuck is up with these old movies throwing kids down a river in a basket? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the like, Moses story. It's an easy been, uh, trope to be That would have been fucking hilarious if it went, like, 10 feet and then got stuck in the rocks. You know, because you know they recut, they had to refilm that that scene several times because that's what was happening. Well, then just down. Oh, oh, 
But the, the little hand people uh, found the the basket in the water. Right. The the. What, what it wasn't you, even a basket. It was like a piece of moss. It was it was worse than the corn chip and onward that they're floating on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just pulls out like, oh, this looks good. I'll put the kid on there and shove him down the water and the rat dogs won't even notice the baby, huh. which was which was I noticed funny. that ending when uh, Kale, the guy in the skull mask, had the baby and he was like, ride through the crowd or whatever and they go fighting. Through the whole ride oh, yeah. through the crowd, he did not have that baby in his hand. And then you see him break through on the oh. other side and he's got the baby in his arm again. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I'm like, even logistically to film him holding it in his arm Fighting one hand with a sword would be impossible because like, I'm sure they're like, somebody would hit that baby easily. He's in a suit of armor. Why wouldn't they hit that side? But Oh, yeah. Like for him, the head, head in there, head first with everybody else. They should have, you know. And then he just runs right through and nobody like even bothers to chase him or nothing. I know. It's like, that was like kind of whatever. I guess I could, with, with, with the beginning scene, I guess I kind of lost a little bit of interest there. But, uh, Obviously, they foreshadowed the daughter turning against the mom, too. Right. Well, there was, that's, that's what I was going to bring up was the cut scene. So they cut an entire B-plot, which I thought should have stayed in because it fleshed out her character. Is that when they uh, have the uh, have, when they captured Man Mountain Willow and they had that uh, fin as whatever, the, the, the lemur or squirrel or whatever in the cage, the, the one sorceress. The sorceress uh-huh. goes, oh, you remind me of your father more than your mother. And she's like, what? My father was this, blah, 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 blah. And there's a whole subplot that her father was the king of that kingdom where the people were in ice. Yeah, okay. And they bring it up real quick. They're like, oh, yeah, they're in ice. And then, like, nothing else happened. Her okay. father was one of those people, and she frees him. And then that's why she goes and faces it off against her mother, more so because of the father's story, which is weird. That's why he's even standing in the scene that they're doing. She's standing there with a the baby. There's a guy behind them with big white hair. That's the dad. Uh, that's the, oh, okay. Because like, it, it seemed like there was something missing with that whole thing. They just run into that cast, that big castle that's supposed to have like the largest army or whatever, and then all of a sudden like, no one's there. Yeah, and, like they, that's where they reveal that she she froze everybody in ice, including her ex husband and what's whatnot. But um, and then they had some more scenes with like the troll where he's tricking the troll. I forgot about those trolls. Um, but when he's like about to, when Man Madigan's about to fly on the catapult. There's a scene where Will is doing like little shorthand small magic to kind of distract him. What's and he doing? It, it's like little magic tricks to distract the troll. The troll's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Willow. It was, Willow it was like did... a funny scene, but they said it just kind of threw the whole rhythm off. Hmm. And then there was another scene they showed that they cut, and they filmed a fair amount of it and just didn't finish all the effects. But uh, when he's getting going to go to that small island, there's this character they called Fish Boy who's like, don't go in this water, it's cursed. And then all of a sudden the kid dives into the water. And as he rides out, the kid jumps up on the boat. He's got these giant, like, fanged teeth. And he's, like, growling at him. And then he kicks him back in or hits him with the oar. And then he's supposed to come up as this giant fish monster. But it was, like, a big rubber fish monster. And it's so terribly done because they went, oh, this isn't going to work. But they filmed all this stuff with this terrible fish monster. And it's really, really bad. I'm, that was, like, when I was like, okay, that's good. I, I still felt like they should have kept the father plot, but... There might have been one other thing they cut, but I don't think it was as interesting as those. But they cut it, yeah, they should have left a father's plot in there. That would have been nice. Good filler. Because uh, it even made sense. Cross- well, I was going to say a- real quick, too. Like, when she was helped, like, by knife point by Mad Mardigan that whole time, she's a warrior. She could have fought him off. But if they had the father's oh. subplot, then that could have been more interesting. Like, 
you know, he says he loves me. I've never felt that, but there's also this mystery about my dad. It would have been more like, and there were scenes from that that seemed like when they're riding on the horse that they cut of her talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she looked a little soft to be a warrior. But hey, who's judging? Right. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I do have a question about the very end scene, too, but before I get to that, did nobody have a problem with the fucking horses under the tents? Oh, like in, the, in the middle of the night? Dirt. Yeah, they dug that much dirt. And there's where was all the dirt? Yes, there's no fucking dirt. Just tents flat. And the horses were underneath the tents with all the people. <laughs> like, they just yeah, come out of nowhere. Big, like eight foot deep holes with ramps. Right. Like, just out of nowhere. Poop. Like, oh, here we go. Gotcha. I even thought when they were holding down that one castle and he puts the wood board in, in, up to block the doors and the doors were such a big gap in the middle. Oh, yeah. Like, they could have just knocked that wood board out, I felt. But they go chop down a tree and fashion into a wedge. It was, like, the weirdest thing. And then he goes around and turns the whole place into uh, 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 Home Alone with all the booby traps. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he had plenty of time to set up all his traps and shit. And then it gets like super, the ending is super violent. Like the whole movie has been pretty kind of like PG goofy violence. And then he's like majorly killing that uh, like Captain Kale or whatever General Kale and and like just it just seemed like it just got very very violent with him stabbing and killing all the people. And and I, 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 I also thought how weird it is. Like the end of the movie is basically two old women fighting. That's like the big climax of the movie is two old women fighting. Dude, that old lady gets thrown around that room like fucking no other. Oh my God, she gets thrown around that room. Right. And I didn't remember, I didn't remember his last trick, but I knew right away he didn't have the baby on him. Right. Oh, as yeah. it was happening, yeah, because he calls back to that pig trick. But as it was happening, I was like, oh yeah, I remember. Like everything was, when he goes to Billy Barty in the beginning to become the apprentice for the magician, and he's like, pick a finger. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to pick his own finger. Like, all the things came back to me. I mean, I haven't seen this probably mm-hmm. almost 30 years, 20 years, 25 oh, years. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it, it was funny how things, some things I remembered and then some things I just completely didn't. And the, But they all came back to me. So, so at that very end then, so she, I am so confused how she got sucked into that portal. Like, did she just get sucked into the portal then? I think whatever, yeah, whatever the portal was she was making for the baby included that red juice that she had. So when she spilled the red juice around her and raised her wand, whatever was supposed to come down and take the baby took, took her instead. So, so, so basically she banished herself. Correct. Oh, oh, not to jump back to it again, but like the, the acorns, because he threw the acorn to her. Did you notice how many acorns he was given in the beginning? No. I actually was going to pay attention to that, and I forgot. Yeah, um, Ron Howard brought up that he gives him three, which I think I counted real quick in the shot. And he only ends up using the two in the movie. Because I always thought he, why didn't he use it on the big, going back to it, the dickhead monster? Like, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, as the movie's going on, I'm like, Wait, he's, he uses one of them on the dickhead monster, then he never does. And why did the head explode? That whole creature made no sense. So he zapped <laughs> a troll. It turned mm-hmm. into like some weird little brain thing that two little alien things popped out. He kicks it in the water and it grows into this giant thing that when it gets stabbed in the head, it explodes. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, like they put a toothpick in the mouth and it explodes. And then and on top of that, it, should have, it shouldn't have killed the whole beast. It should have just blew up the head if, if that's the way you're going to play that game, right? Right. The second head should have been fine. Yeah. And Maybe if you a little more it could breathe off. fire all of a sudden, like, 
from that from a troll like a mutated troll with magic it just none of it made sense it was it was almost like they're like hey let's just do this thing and my, my guess was is like just because he's he doesn't really he's not really confident in his magic skills he accidentally created that creature yeah i mean obviously yeah that's which, which um i mean honestly you know i mean i was i was kind of actually okay with that that the, uh, that one didn't that didn't really bother me as much but the sword through the mouth kind of i'm like that doesn't make sense <laughs> like uh, i don't know he, he was strong enough to shove that through its mouth and all the way through the other side and uh, i don't know and I think even but, like it made it look like it couldn't open its mouth. And it was just straight down, like that's like taking it, putting a little knife through a sandwich, a little toothpick knife through a sandwich. You can pick the sandwich up and open it up still. Like it was a weird. I mean, not to nitpick on it, but I just didn't like that. I never liked that. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, and half the time, and half the time, the bottom bread falls off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, no. I just remembered, like, this is back at the time for comic books where I wasn't really getting them yet. And they would make the movie mm-hmm. one, like Marvel Comics would always do movie one shots. And like, I feel like this is around the same time that House 2 got made into a, like a one issue comic book. And so was this movie. And I had the comic book of this movie. So I wonder if there's any- Marvel did comic books for everything in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They did comic books for everything. Marvel was whores for 80s movies. Yeah, it was like all market. I mean, it was smart. I mean, that was probably under Stan Lee or- Well, no. Um, the horror is insensitive. You have to be sexually free. Hmm. Um, what do you think about his last name? Uff good. I kept thinking like he uffed that up good. <laughs> Who is this? That's Willow. Willow's last name is Uff good. Willow Uff good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't paying that. The baby, the baby sub, the baby also reminded me you of. Know, no, you Lord. know what I thought of? You know what I thought of every time they were in the village? I thought of Time Bandits every single fucking time. You know, I haven't time seen. Bandits. I've never seen that one in this entire. How about Gulliver's Travels when the little people had him tied down? Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Oh, the brownies. Yes, yes. The brownies. God, they looked horrible. Like they oh. superimposed, just was so terrible. You didn't. Uh, you didn't find him falling in love with a cat uh, very funny, or <laughs> Kevin Pollock? Did you know who that is? That's one of the guys from Usual Suspects. Lin- Oh, why did I think that was like Lenny and Squiggy guy or something? I always, I think I always thought that's that what back I did. But yeah, and then the voice they do reminds me of uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I fought in your general direction, like the French. Yeah. That's, that's how they talked. That's what it reminded me. Of. But uh, that baby was cute. It reminded me of like what ba- what they basically do with Baby Yoda, where it's just keep filming her to get reaction shots, and then stick them in the right spots where you need a certain reaction. You know. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, it's weird. Like did, when you watch this as a kid, did you love it? Did you like it? I, I think I liked it. But I, you know, going go going back to um, actually Rodney's daughter's question. Um, so she laughed at the little hands. Did did she make any comments about his super long arms? No, just she said, "Why does why do everyone have small baby hands?" Okay. <laughs> I was I just mean, asking. What do I do? Adapt it to that more? Do I just go out and find a place where little people hang out and have my daughter walk around? To I mean, yeah, they don't really. Well, that's I, I, that comes down full point to like about ex- inclusion, showing the more more diverse people you see on TV and things, the less right. So everybody, if like, he would have never, if I would never been watching that, we'd have never had that talk, right? So right, that's I kind mean, of short of watching Elf, I guess, to see Peter Dinklage, right? You know, like right, or, or Pixels or something. You know, like there's a couple kid ones. 
but really he's the only actor acting right now that's a little person that's in anything popular you know there's nobody mm-hmm. on a tv show no it's it's kind of a shame that that's you know she hasn't been exposed to it so you know that's why she was curious or had questions or didn't understand it so i, I think that's it's fine and you're questioning more more reason for there being more what he's saying Shel- sheltered the last month and a half yes i agree <laughs> god damn pandemic ruining your kids <laughs> okay so you you loved it as a kid jay what about you rodney i i remember going on my way a lot as a child watching movies like this like conan red sonia beastmaster oh red um, sonia hell yeah beastmaster was awesome i love beastmaster beastmaster like i used to love these movies used to come on saturday mornings um they used to play like one version of these fantasies i don't know what you call them fantasies action Jordan movies sandals, well, they're not my uh, fantasy but huh <laughs> it's not my fantasy but okay i remember cool. conan conan was like three different movies i thought um oh I remember, not o'brien gotcha uh willow um but i used to like this used to be like i remember this like being my thing when i was little like me really being into this shit so I, I i enjoyed it's to me. It's weird that this is a genre that does not get re- represented anymore. I mean, I guess in your it's sense that it's sort of like the more of like gritty kind of like no. Game of Thrones, um, or Vikings, but well, but you, had, you, know, you have under this, right? Well, no, you had Game of Thrones, but I think I think uh, Lord of the Rings really fucked it up for everything because you had like these three long ass movies, and then they they weren't done, so then they decided to throw another long ass movie in there about a Hobbit. Three more. There's and then yeah, and then I was gonna go, and then then you had the one about the like, well, what the fuck happened about the dwarves? So then they just beat the shit out of it, and then they show you Game of Thrones when they fucked up the rest of that crap, threw the shit right out the window. So nobody wants to see that shit no more. What is the genre called? Is it fantasy action yeah, or it's considered fantasy? Like fantasy. Uh, the other name is always sword and sandal was the old the old name of like what they would call it. But yeah, it's, it's primarily not primarily use sandal. What Jay? dude? You used, used to be a lot of in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. It's hard to hear you guys. The phone keeps like clicking, or the the sound keeps like it's stuttering or whatever. Yeah. But no, like my this is one of my dad's favorite genres. So he was always going and renting these kinds of movies. So every time he'd come back from a video, so we'd always be like, "Oh, what'd you get? Red Sonja 37? Yeah. <laughs> Red Sonja 48? You know, because it was just always something like this. So I've seen a lot of like. I have a fair amount of them. I just haven't watched them all, but I, I, I clean them up on Amazon. Prime has a lot of them, like Death Stalker and stuff like that, and all those Roger Corman ones. Which I love watching. Well, your crawl, the crawl falls under that too, Krull, right? Krull, yeah, Krull. yeah. When this was coming out, they already had such failures of other fantasy movies that they weren't sure, but they thought maybe because it was attached to George Lucas, it would do well. And uh-huh. uh, it came out uh, like after like Legend or. Uh, labyrinth and all those other movies came out kind of were flops yeah. so this came out in 88 but it was at the same time as like i think big came out um there was a couple other like really really big big movies no no pun intended there but um you know the more i watch george lucas movies i realize he, there's only one movie that i really like that he did <laughs> oh yeah so he what indiana jones yeah i mean george lucas hoped that this would be Earned as much money as E.T. did. That's how much he had faith in this. But uh, Crocodile Dundee 2, Big, and Rambo 3 basically just trounced it at the theater. So it cost um, like $40 million to make. It only grossed $80 million. 
but internationally made 137 million and uh it's kind of like uh you know it's done better in 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 at like VHS and other other things down the line to the point that they're actually going to be making a TV show of this. I'm glad we actually uh, watched Willow? this. Yeah, Willow, they're going to make part two like as a TV show of this. Like Dark Crystal? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So gonna be on gonna Dark yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm glad we Which did Which one is it coming out? What, uh, what media is it being done Ooh, through? On Disney Plus. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I see that. So... That'd be kind of, they've been talking about trying to do one for a long time, but now with that format and needing content, they're just going to go for it. You know, might as well, you paid all that money for Lucasfilm and Star Wars is basically kind of dead or you have to take breaks on it. So what do you think is going to happen with uh, this AMC and Universal shit? Um, I, I think it's a mistake if Universal does. Well. I don't think they're going to do just because you got to remember they're owned by Comcast. So it's already a pissing match with right. studios anyway. Um, okay. And uh, you know, if they think, oh, hey, we can release everything on video on demand, people are people might maybe people will if like you look at how big of the uh, Fast and the Furious movies are. You know, they're making a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. If they and how much of that money right. they're they, not going to make a billion. Theaters get, but if they go directly to video on demand and they make this Trolls World Tour made a hundred million, which the theater the original movie made only eighty million. But then they're going. I heard. I heard. Stuck at home. Yeah, we're all stuck at home. So for a family to go up, oh, it's a, it's a, does it become hundred percent profit for the studio? Is that why you're not paying yep. the theaters anything? Exactly. And you're not paying like eight dollars for a pop. You're not paying like twelve dollars for. A, the the theaters just have to give a better experience than if that's the case, than than charging me twenty dollars to really? eat. But I and don't pull out here. I like mean, vibrating chairs. Go, Jay. You know, I mean, I, I think the chairs are great. Like, I like, I, I go to the theaters that basically take better care of me. You know, they have the better seats. Oh, hell yeah. Those really cool ones that give you, the, like, the, that little, go that little extra mile. Yeah. The warmers in the winter, if you want. Um, and then you got, like, $5 tickets if you go early enough on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mind paying five bucks for a big pop, and I get another pop when I walk out. So it's like, I don't need all that. The only thing they need now is just, uh, our soda for all you non-Midwesterners. What, Jay? What? What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. You're talking about a big tub of popcorn with a hole cut in the bottom. Is that what you're saying? That works uh, too. <laughs> I was wondering why we haven't gone to the movies with Jay in a long time. Now I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a fun watch. Um, yeah, I was, it was. all movies anyway, but. Um, I remember why it's not as beloved to me as as some other movies are. It's because it's it's middle rung, but it's about it's a high middle rung. Is it because it's got adults with baby hands? <laughs> no. But uh, Joanne, now I know why you like it. Yeah, Joanne Wally. I forgot. Well, I forgot how attractive she was back in the day. And yeah, uh, you mean the one the one he fell in love with? Yeah, Sorsha. Yeah. She she was she's very pretty. Yes. Which one was she? The only woman in the movie that yeah. was old. No. That wasn't evil. No. The only doable woman in the movie. What? No. <laughs> Your words. If you're a granny, if you're a granny slammer, you might like the people which. <laughs> granny <don't know>. slammer. <laughs> What's I'm that? Granny, granny porn? A granny, granny porn slammer? A, a, a dwarf doer? <laughs> what? Oh. What is it? Oh, shit, I just lost that. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. On that note, uh, we'll get back to uh, cleaning our own toilets because we're not at the school right now. <laughs>